Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, Massus Parian! So, Mike, have you found height to your mic? My mic has been heightened. Oh. I put a brick under my uh, Spock coffee mug that is holding my mic. You know, that would be good photo material <clears throat> to post on your Twitter page, like your your professional mic stand. Mike's mic stand. It involves yeah. It involves a Yeti, a brick, and Leonard Nimoy. So go figure it that does. out. It does. Live long and prosper. Now, wouldn't it be yeah, cool if that was I a, do that. Wouldn't that be cool if it was an actual like furry Yeti and not like your, your Yeti mic? See that? <laughs> hey, I could get some of that uh that white uh furry carpety stuff and put on it and put a face on the uh <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I don't know. That would be distracting to me. Um, I, I wouldn't yeah. know who to look at. I, I wouldn't. I could. Yeah. But you, you know, I think I will do that. I will take a picture of this and I will post it on the Twitter. Hell yeah. And uh, see what people think. See how professional they think it is. But it does work. I'm here. I am speaking. You can hear me. And there we go. That's all that matters <clears throat> here at the Paranomaly Zone. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you are in the Paranomaly Zone, your weekly dose of all things. You guessed it. Paranormal Strange. And mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined as always by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the man with a devil on his right shoulder and chip coffee on his left, <laughs> Mike Carbno. <laughs> that is true. And a boom box between them. <laughs> That's quite the sight. Mike's got like this uh 80s this giant yeah. 80s boom box um it looks like it's got lights on it is it lit up right now or is that just reflections and that's reflection off of the tv uh okay. yeah um mary's watching a little bit of ray romano while we're recording so oh well there you go it's reflecting off it, it looks kind of neat though it's kind of lit up so ray romano mm. is reflecting off of your boom box and right yes. next to that is the damn near effervescent um, <laughs> Chip Coffee, just smiling away in that glorious scarf of his on that autographed picture that we've talked about several times on the podcast. Yeah, that I would not have, uh, not without you and Bridget. That's right. That was so long ago. My gosh, that was back in the, what, 2014? Yeah, that was like Paracon? your first Paracon. Man, alive. I can't believe it was that long ago. That's going on 10 years that's mm. flipping insane amazing 
And you know what? It was an unforgettable night um, for Bridget and I because we're not joking to, you know, people who do tune in for the first time, believe it or not, we do have new listeners uh, from time to time. Yeah, years ago, Bridget and I just started this to start this silly old podcast uh, under the uh, the name Nonsense Cast Radio. Then it graduated to the Alton Rail Podcast. And finally, we're in a graduate school, hopefully, with the Paranomaly Zone. But back in the day when Bridget and I went to that very first Paracon, that night ended up being a blast. We were literally hanging out with Josh Gates and Aaron Ryder on the dance floor of the casino there and just having a whale of a time chatting with Steve Gonzalves at the bar and sharing drinks. It was, oh, man, it was a blast. Yeah, you're hanging out with uh, Josh Gates, and now you can't get a hold of him to get him on the show. Oh, hell no, man. <laughs> that guy is everywhere, and, um, yeah. you know, deservedly so. That guy, what a career he's made. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and his talents. Uh, but talk about a dream guest, Josh Gates. That would be yeah. something, man. That would be something. But, hey, speaking would, of yeah. super cool guests as well, um, yes. we just booked, well, I haven't booked it officially, but um, I have been in contact, and she has agreed to appear on the Paranormally Zone the newest cast member of the Dead Files, the hit paranormal program, the Dead Files. Cindy Kazaa will be joining us on the Paranomaly Zone. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be a blast. Talk about going full circle, man. Back in the day, since we're kind of walking down memory lane, we had the privilege and the absolute joy of speaking with Amy Allen back in 2015, 2016 or so, and now it's kind of coming full circle to talk with uh, Cindy Kazaa, who is uh, replacing Amy Allen on the Dead Files, but man, that is going to be absolutely awesome. So, mm. hope you're ready I was for that. Surprised to hear that Amy Allen was leaving the show. I, I hadn't heard that. Is it uh, part of the whole uh, mashup of controversy among the paranormal no, programs? Um, you know what? It's from what I've gathered. It's just a personal decision on her part. Yeah. I, I think she needs some time to herself, basically, and uh, some time well, away and. She wants yeah. to just be Amy for... She's done that for quite a while. Yeah. So that show. Best of luck to her. She was a great guest. Um, still would love to talk to her again. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, we're excited to talk to Cindy. And um, as always, we're working on other guests. And we'll get it all solidified and have them coming your way shortly. But in the meantime, we still have a, a regular flagship podcast to... Hmm, how do I want to call this? Pilot? I don't know if that might be a bad term for this episode... Hmm. Today we're talking well, about um, circumnavigate. That's even worse, kind of. But <laughs> well, it's been um, it's been a crazy week in the news, uh, especially for those who follow the uh, the well, especially those who are interested in exploration in general. Those who follow the story of the Titanic and those who are familiar with expeditions down to the Titanic, including and up to the current expeditions involved with Ocean Gate and the Titan Submersible. I'm sure everyone out there knows fully well what has happened. It's, it's just tragic. It's absolutely um, unfortunate. And this kind of sparked an idea for our podcast topic as well. We're going to be talking about ghosts of the sea. This is something that we've kind of tossed back and forth before, Mike. We never really got around to it. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we've done like the haunting of the Titanic. We've done phantom ships. I mean, both of those were well received, supposedly. <laughs> you know, you're looking at the numbers, look like they were well received. Hopefully, this is no exception. But yeah, this is this is just it's a delicate, touchy situation, unfortunate all around, and sad and tragic. 
And of course, we're going to use it to segue to our podcast topic because that's what we do here at the Paranormally. So. We do, and the best we can, anyway. But but this this whole case with that uh, the implosion of the Titan, it uh, it you know before it came to that you know where we found out that sad, horrible, ter- terrifying news. Uh, you, you just want to hold out hope, but you know, as time goes, it's like it it just kind of wanes you know goes away and it you know well kind of you know it's not going to turn out good no no and again i'm not i'm i hope i'm not kind of coming across as like well i knew it all along i'm not saying that at all but when i when i first heard the idea that the submersible literally vanished you know lost all contact i mean it was gone no one had a clue what happened to it Nothing had risen to the surface, no, you know, no buoys, no loss of, you know, the transponder communication. I mean, everything was gone. It was just like it literally disappeared. My first thought was that thing imploded. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's gone. But then you get all these crazy news stories about oxygen supplies and yeah. days yeah. later you start hearing about banging noises that are being picked up by the, uh, you know, by the crews who are searching in vain for any sign of the Titan Maybe they did hear banging noises. You know, that is crazy because obviously it was not the Titan that was picked up with all these banging noises. So you have to ask, well, what the hell were they hearing down there? What was being picked up? Well, it's like I said, you know, kind of goes along with, uh, you know, me saying that, uh, well, there, there are five more souls that have been added on to uh, the Titanic. And that's, that's the feeling that I got. Um, you know, tragically, if they're trapped down there, I mean, I know they weren't uh, right by the Titanic, but, you know, they were close enough to where, you know, maybe those souls will be attracted and end up there. I mean, it's just hard to think of. Well, considering that's the very reason they were heading down there anyways, you know, to visit the Titanic, it's, when you first texted that to me, when I, I first let you know about the, the news, that was what you wrote back immediately. You said, like, well, the Titanic has claimed five more. And yeah. it kind of, like, kind of weirded me out a little bit. I don't know why, but I was like, damn, that was your first thought. And uh, sadly, it turned out to be true. And that's going to also segue into some of our conversation, like, you know, about the idea of, you know, we're not saying we buy this notion. We're not saying we're, we fully support the, the possibility. But what if? What if there is such a thing as such like a a negative force in the earth and in this particular case, a negative energy in that locale in the North Atlantic that is perhaps claiming lives of, you know, the unfortunate souls who are in that area. I mean, it's bizarre. It's crazy. We're going to be looking into that idea as well. I mean, there's there's portals. We believe in the idea of portals. We believe in the idea of haunted houses. Not necessarily, you know, the ho- the house itself isn't exactly necessarily the haunted aspect. It's the land that is built upon, perhaps. Um, so it's kind of similar in nature when I'm talking about like the area in the North Atlantic in this case. Crazy, perhaps, probably, but worth. But the why not? But why not? It's such a vast, vast area. I mean the. <laughs> The amount of earth that's covered with the ocean and so much that's unexplored. 
Well, but, you know, and, you know, we're going to be going all over the place here, but that sparked another, you know, a note that I wrote down my professional notes right here. Mike, I got a whole page of uh, gibberish. There's a lot down. there. Right here, right there. Written in all kinds of directions. Yeah, pretty much upside down, sideways, backwards. Only I can understand it. So what, you can write and do cartwheels at the same time, or just what? in case you never know. <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah, but just the idea of. You know, what's the criteria for a ghost, right? You know, kind of kind of the uh, generic 101 of what is a ghost, what causes a spirit to linger. It's essentially like suffers a violent death on earth, an unexpected death on earth, and doesn't necessarily have a proper burial on earth. That fits perfectly with victims of shipwrecks, mm-hmm. victims of the sea, you know, violent, unexpected, no proper burial, more than likely. I mean, makes sense. I mean, you would think of the ocean as being this massive graveyard of souls, not only of bodies, even though the, most of them decompose and they, they're gone. They're not there at all they anymore. Get it. They, yeah. Well, <laughs> true story. I, I know, but just the way you said it. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, we I, eat sushi. <laughs> I thought I was going on. I was on a roll there for a little bit. The Mike says, we get. They get at. I'm like, okay, thanks for stopping me in my tracks. I well, appreciate it. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. It is quite okay. <laughs> so we'll be diving into all that. Oh, and I'm, oh, there's another damn horrible pun. Diving into ghosts of the sea. How many times am I going to be saying that this episode? Yeah. Well, you know, you think of <laughs> how many centuries there have been, you know, sailing on the oceans and the seas. Right. And how many shipwrecks... In just one generalized area of the ocean along certain coastlines. I mean, oh, hell yeah. there could be a hundred shipwrecks right there. Oh, know? there's and how I many think, ships are. I think it's estimated. I, I shouldn't even shouldn't even brought this up because I can't remember. But I know that the strip along the east coast of the United States, you know, mm-hmm. that is considered one of, if not the most um covered i guess you would say the seabed is littered literally littered with shipwrecks that just you know the coastline just off the coastline is very violent waters and many many boats have um suffered their tragic fates there and the the pilots and the victims have all suffered as well sorry i was distracted by mike you're turning around what the hell happened there i'm i'm you scare me when you do that are you okay oh now he's doing it again he's he's yelling at mike He's such a brute. <laughs> no, no, I, I was trying to, I, the phone was ringing uh, and I was trying to get it to Mary. And I just said you were yelling at Mike. I meant to say you were yelling at Mary. Yeah, I do <laughs> yell at myself sometimes, I but uh, I don't want to talk about that. I know, that's, that's, that's a whole other episode altogether, right? It is, but anyway. And I'm also being distracted by my wonderful headphones right now. My left ear, I can't hear anything all of a sudden. <laughs> and then it goes like, uh, so it's good. We're on a roll here. We're going to fight through it though. As long as you can hear me, Mike, right? Hey, I, loud and clear. Coming through loud and clear. I just can't hear myself, but uh, that'll work. Before I forget, uh, yeah, the Patreon page is no more. You don't have to worry about us going on incessantly, plugging the Patreon content. Uh, we had a good time. We gave it the old two-year college try. We can't thank everyone enough who did give it a shot. Thank you so much. Um, it, it was definitely a passion project. We definitely had a blast. Lots of good material on there. Some of that material, if not all of it, will be making its way 
to our YouTube page. We're going to focus a lot more on YouTube content, some YouTube exclusive video content for sure. Coming your way as long as Mike, you're up for it, right? Oh, absolutely. If anyone has any I, ideas or suggestions to what they want to see on our YouTube page, uh, feel free to send it our way because we're going to do our best. We want to make it good. You know, we want to make it yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. We we need to to just have some good feedback of if we should even be showing ourselves. I mean, we <laughs> right. we do have faces for radio. I know. But I know. <laughs> um, I do have a, a quick update too. We have um joining us today, Mike. A third co-host, if you don't mind, um, as I bring him on here. Um, we've all heard from him several times, several times throughout the years, but he wanted to join us tonight. He's probably going to leave before we dive into the topic, but I want to introduce everybody to Mr. Christopher Walken. Come on, invite him in, Mike. Say hello. Say hello. hello. Okay. I'm, I'm just, we got to, the guy's a legend. Acting legend. He is. I, I'm a big fan. All righty. Um, well, Chris, uh, Christopher Walken, um, it's a pleasure to see you here, sir. Uh, may I ask you how you um, how you got here? I don't know. Hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, would you care to um, tell us why you wanted to join us in person tonight? I got feeling for you. Oh. And and we always had that thought because we always have the feeling for him, so yes, yes. we know it's mutual. Now, um, I, okay, you got feeling for us, um, and you also said you had some ideas about how to improve the podcast. Um, why do you want to help us improve the podcast? I can't. Oh well, mm -hmm. well that's good to know. Well, it's awesome to I've, know. Uh, I'm glad I've that you cares. And thought and hoped. Um, Chris, um, you care, you got feelings for us. Um, can you describe to us in two words, the quality of the podcast before you decided to join us? Turd pile. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that and one And we coming. were afraid of that. I saw that one coming. Um, well, you do know, Chris, that we are trying to improve our content daily. We're going to improve our, our YouTube presence. You told us earlier that you actually went and watched one of our YouTube videos. Um, what was your first reaction when you saw us on YouTube? Wow. <sighs> um, well, there's an endorsement for you. I don't know. Chris, without um, giving away any industry secrets, um, what is really the true reason that you are here and you want to see us improve? I love you. Mike, he loves us. Mm -hmm. We knew that. We Chris could feel it. Chris Walken loves us. Ah, oh, damn it. Well, Chris, this has been awesome. Um, it's time to let you go, unfortunately. Uh, I wanted to bring you on the show. Um, are you okay with, uh, with us leaving? We're going to kick you off now. God damn it. <laughs> deal with it chris all right bye bye chris walking all right thank you for indulging me there mike um, all right next time next time uh, let's get chris farley instead of uh christopher walking farley okay yeah he, he did. mr walking didn't have much to say no not well he's a man of few yeah. words i mean when you're few that words and direct to the point and that's it <laughs> 
That's all that matters. And then shut the hell up. The perfect (laughs) co-host in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was good. I I hope he can join us again someday. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike, all that silliness aside, the idea of the haunted ocean. Again, just just think for a moment the size of the ocean, right? Think of how many centuries of ocean travel, how many mm-hmm. lives have been lost, you know, exploring the earth. You know, God bless them. That's essentially what the, you know, people going down to the, the Titanic to this day are still doing. They're still learning. They're still exploring. Um, say what you will about the quality of the Titan and, uh, you know, and we won't go down that road. We're not going to bash um, right. the the deceased as, as you know at all i mean the guy the ceo he paid the ultimate price he paid with his life so we're not going to add on here uh you can do and also uh the um the people that were on there before they they had to sign a waiver before they went down yeah and absolutely. on that waiver it said this can result in death i yep. mean they yes it did they were fully you know aware of the dangers and I mean, I I I'm, I had a whole list of notes here that I wanted to write down about, you know, what wasn't done with the Ocean Gate submersible. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down there. But I want to yeah. also bring up something that James Cameron brought up as well, Mike. And this is a, you know this ties into what we're talking about. You know, he was making the rounds yesterday. You know, what a guy who has a word. What a, talk about someone who has a say in the matter. I mean, the guy. James Cameron is a genius. I mean, and Mm -hmm. he has visited the Titanic 33 times. Yeah, the times he spent with that, yeah. He's designed and built his own submersible. You know, he went down to the deepest part of the earth on his own, you know, in the Challenger Deep. It's is unbelievable. It was amazing. The guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But he's also, as you know, a Titanic aficionado. He knows the Titanic inside and out. And he couldn't help but mention the surreal irony, the surreal coincidence of the fact that the Titanic, back in the day, Captain E.J. Smith ignored repeated warnings mm-hmm. of ice ahead. He kept going full speed, headed right into an ice field at night. You know, we're not ripping on E.J. Smith. God rest his soul. The guy had a unblemished career up until his final mm-hmm. um, journey across the Atlantic. Fast forward to Stockton Rush, ignoring repeated yeah. warnings about design flaws. And then he himself and four others tragically meeting their fate, visiting the Titanic. I, it's... I agree with James Cameron when he said he couldn't ignore the eeriness out of the similarities, the connections there. So, I mean, there's that. Say what you will about that. Is it a curse of some sort? Well, Mike, (laughs) (laughs) you know, honest to God, I didn't think about a curse, but it's kind of similar to where, you know, where I want to head with this a little bit for a little bit. Head for this for a little bit for a little bit. I, I repeated myself, but that's okay. The idea of maybe that locale, somehow, again, I'm not saying I buy it. I don't know if Mike does at all. Potentially harboring some sort of negative energy that if you allow yourself, you could be heading into danger in this particular era. area. I mean, we've all heard of the Bermuda Triangle, for crying out loud. And 
say what you will about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Is there is this kind of a mini Bermuda Triangle going on there? The possibility well, is slight, but I have to throw that out there. There is the equivalent of the B, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. They have them all over the world. Areas uh, Alaska is a huge one. I mean, it's not just it's. It's not an isolated incident. It's not an isolated exactly. locale is what you're saying. I mean, this exactly. is right. the earth, for gosh sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was beating around the idea in my, my tiny little noggin earlier today. Sometimes you talk about... brain the size of a walnut. Yeah, and, and the cranium the, <laughs> looks like an orange on a toothpick, right? We got it. We know. We hear mm. it all the time. Yeah. He shakes his head too hard, and you hear it. Oh man, yeah, my, my neck snaps. It's it's not a pretty sight. It's like a it's like a baby's rattle. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so <laughs> the the idea of these locales being somehow affected by some sort of some sort of negative energy. I don't know if I look at if I buy into that, but I do perhaps by the notion of the tragedy of the Titanic itself rendering its own aura of negative energy that still mm-hmm. resides in that locale. Um, how do you feel about that possibility, Mike? I like that that thought. Uh, you think of the negativity that uh, could have been generated by all the trauma and death. I mean, to us, that this happened a long time ago, you know, no survivors that are left that uh, that did survive the wreck. I mean, 111 years know, ago. To be exactly. Honest. I mean, um, now where was I going? You 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 totally blew that out of my mind. 111 but, years ago, but the idea of the negative, you know, the trauma that yeah, it, still it, it's, resides. It's, it can still be going on down there, like it did. You know, it could be replaying down there. I mean, not to where we can see it, but you know every soul that's there and this is tragic to think about that they have to keep going through this but you know what if there's a a, there's something that's trapping them there you know you can go in a lot of different directions you can you can theorize or speculate a lot but you know if you're talking about a negative energy coming from that and causing its own aura or whatever in that location Mm -hmm. absolutely i i I don't see why not you know what what just popped in my little noggin again, Mike. Um, no, not circus music. Um, but the idea when you said like the, you know, it's horrifying possibility of them being trapped at that locale, trapped at the wreck. I think we've talked about before in the past, the idea, the possibility of spirits. I'm doing that. They are quotes, quotes here, ghosts, Residing in different forms, having separate a separate essence in different locales. Let's say, like, let's say Ida and Isidore Strauss, two of the famous victims of the Titanic. If their soul was trapped on the wreck, would it just be one version of their soul? while another version of their soul maybe perhaps is lingering in the comfort of 
a family home somewhere. You know, um, they mm. visit their relatives. They visit their, you know, the generations who have followed. What do you think about that possibility? Is that mm. too much to even consider right now? Um, Why can't it be just, cons- couldn't that be considered it's a, of uh, spreading the energy around? I mean, yeah, you know, you know the reason I see to me the reason that I struggle with the idea of some being trapped at the at the at the wreck is because it just, it just comes down to simple good and evil people. <laughs> you know, I don't sure, like the idea because yeah. a lot of good people suffered their fates on the Titanic. Why yeah, would they why, be? Why exactly. would they be doomed to roam those decks still? To me, that doesn't that, that doesn't make sense. Well, and that could. Uh, come down to the possibility of there being a ne- it being a negative location. You know, is it, is oh, it something God, that's, that's trapping in there? You know, it's like, you know, uh, you see these, the uh, different episodes, uh, these ghost hunting shows and, and there's a, a, a ghost of a little girl that, or, a, or a person that's frightened. They, they get them over they, you know, they communicate through the spirit box or whatever. And, and they, they'll, they'll say that, uh, um, they're being held there. They're being trapped there by this evil entity that's there and keeping them there. You know, like, you know, why can't that happen there? That's awful to think you know, of. A but completely I get innocent it. child yeah. spirit that is frightened in even after death that there's this entity or this evil mm. that has trapped her there against her will. You know, they could have the, the oh. nicest, most wonderful, innocent people that. They could be trapped somewhere totally against their their will, in, you know, in death as well as in living. I mean, damn, why not? You know, and that just that made me think of this, Mike. Now, bear with me here. Okay, I'm, I we're already going off track, but I I like it because <laughs> this is this is good conversation. Now, don't laugh. Well, I Do, promise that. I know that it's it's impossible to be done. Right now, with technology we have, is it's impossible to be done. It may never be possible. Do ghost investigations need to be done at the wreck of the Titanic in order to? And the reason I said that because you, what what is Taps catchphrase? We're Taps and we're here to help. Mm-hmm. What are several ghost investigation teams all about? They're they're about hopefully contacting some soul or spirit that may or may not be trapped. They cannot move on yet. I'm not saying I necessarily believe in the idea that a spirit needs to have some sort of human interaction in order to move on, because that kind of seems a little off to me. But does that have to be done in the case of those who may or may not be trapped on the Titanic, Mike? Do they need hmm. some sort of assistance in order to move on? Wow, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Exactly. Wow. <sighs> That's a terrifying thought. We 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 need to talk to Chip again and <laughs> oh shit no kidding that oh, you know, that'll be fascinating to get his thoughts on that that'd yeah, be fascinating to get would. Cindy's thoughts on that when she comes on the show here that'd oh be definitely awesome mm, it's it's beyond my little mind it, it it is beyond mine and like I said I didn't mean to go off on too much of a tangent there but uh, hey let's... the size of my brain is a pea so I I know much <laughs> less than you so I'm a walnut and you're a pea <laughs> yeah all right. But at least you don't have the orange and the toothpick thing going on. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I won't claim that. And I know that. I know when we did the haunting of the Titanic, you know, years back. 
as the Alternate Row Podcast. I'm pretty sure I brought up this story then, but I'll bring it up again. Because all the Alternate Row Podcast episodes, none of them are available. Well, there's still a few that I have yet to remove, but most of them are gone. The, um, the author, Charles Pellegrino, he's author of an awesome Titanic book, Farewell Titanic, that I've listened to and read so many dang times, it's ridiculous. But he was part of the Russian Mir sub-investigation with James Cameron back in the early 2000s. And upon his visit to, he made a few dives with James and you know the other experts. And upon their visit to the stern. Now the stern of the of the Titanic is obviously it's broken away from the bow. It's the Titanic's busted in two. The turn is an ap- the stern is an absolute wreck. I mean, no mm-hmm. pun intended there. It's it's barely recognizable. And it was barely recognizable when it was first discovered back in 1986. It was like, well, we know that's the stern, but it's in shambles just because of how it descended and it yeah. started spinning out of control and the forces were just blowing everything apart and yeah. it was, it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. But Charles Pellegrino wrote you know, pretty extensively about his visit to the Stern, his experience when they're visiting the Stern. About, you know, when they had visited the bow section, you know, everything was fine. He didn't feel any different. I mean, it's always a fairly terrifying experience being down there, obviously, because as we mentioned Mm. earlier, you could die at any flipping moment. If the submersible doesn't... There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. (laughs) If the submersible doesn't implode, you could get trapped on the wreckage. And you can't, you know, there's any number of things that could go wrong. Visiting the bow, nothing happens. The moment they get to the stern... Mr. Pellegrino starts feeling nauseous and he starts feeling this overwhelming sense of sadness and I and anguish. So much so that he had to turn away and he needed he couldn't go anywhere. He's down in the sub. He needed to basically get as far away from seeing it as he could. Mm-hmm. Because he was overwhelmed with emotion and feeling to the point, like I said, that he got nauseous and and almost got sick. Mm. Now, he writes in his book, he's, and this is coming from a guy who's not, he's fairly, he's basically an agnostic, kind of towards the end of the book, such weird, eerie coincidences, so many weird, eerie coincidences happen to him personally that he questions maybe there is something out there. This was perhaps one of them because of the idea of where did most of the last final victims of the Titanic, where were they when the ship was mm-hmm. sinking? Where were those people when they were the most terrified? Yeah. Were right waiting there. to die. They were on the stern. They were trying to stay on uh, stay above water as long yeah, as they, they could. They, yeah, that's the last place that they could run to yeah. until it ran out. So long story short. I believe he was affected by the terrifying traumatic energy that was left imprinted mm-hmm. on that stern. Do you think that that's a stretch? Abs- no, it's not a stretch at all. I think that makes a lot of sense. And he's he's sensitive and, and empathic, and he's feeling that. He's feeling what he was f- experiencing, what those people were, were feeling at that time. 
that oh. energy is never going to go away. I, it no. just, it won't. No. Yeah. That, I mean, how would that dissipate? No. That's kind of why, again, as silly as that sound doesn't need to, as sounds doesn't need to be exercised somehow. You know, but it's impossible. Well, I don't, it, it, you don't have to be there on the ship, I think, to, mm. to do that, to, to help okay. pass people over. I mean, it, especially if you have somebody that has the, the energy and the talent and the ability of, uh, you know, you get people together like chip coffee and, and, you know, these, the, the psychics that are so knowledgeable and know what they're doing and, and have a definite talent and, uh, uh, just band together and, and do a mass, you know, release for these people from where, from here, from where we're at. That's an awesome idea. Has that something like, like that ever happened, Mike, to your knowledge? Oh, I, not that I've heard of, but you never know. What I, a great idea. Why? That would be pretty flipping interesting to see what the heck happens. And have a few remote viewers there to uh, keep an eye on it as it's happening. Yeah. And we're not talking all psychics because let's just face it. I mean, how <laughs> there are frauds. Of course there are frauds. Oh, absolutely. There. The, they're, the world of the psychic is littered with with frauds. People who mm -hmm. just want your buck. People who are, you know, who are basically acting like vampires and feeding off yeah. of the traumatized and the, yep. the the bereaved. Yeah, like an ambulance chaser. Hey, great way of putting it. Which is uh, unfortunate. Like uh, Michael J. Fox was it in the Frighteners? <laughs> Hell, I don't know. I've never seen that, Mike. Oh, you got to see it. Damn it. I've always liked that. Arlie Ermey is in it and everything plays a Arlie Ermey's in it? He plays a ghost of a drill sergeant. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> how the hell did he know how to portray a drill sergeant? Well, that's a good question, but uh, I think it I think it goes back in, in his history somewhere. <laughs> well, as like the great Norm MacDonald once asked uh, Molly Shannon, who was portraying Courtney Love on SNL when Courtney was making the rounds after her role in the movie The People versus Larry Flint, Norm flat out asked Courtney, how in the world did you know how to portray a heroin addict? <laughs> uh, Norm MacDonald, sorry. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. You get it. So. Yeah. I apologize. Should we take a break after that one? I'm kidding. Igor, uh, should I delete that one? Igor? No. Okay, fine. No. A little late to the trigger there, Igor. You got to get on the stick here. Yeah, he might get fired. I might have to replace him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, no. That's right. We were going to do that for one episode. You were going to be the soundbar. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, see, that's a terrible No, that, that, was, that sounded like Christopher walking after he inhaled helium. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, actually, that sounded like Christopher walking to an imitation of Patrick. Thank you very much. And uh, the only reason I said that is because I know you'd think it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I Thanks, have Mike. joined the likes of Norm MacDonald. Oh, you know, I'm looking at my notes again. I'm sorry, real quick. I forgot to mention. I did say that we, we're moving all of our stuff to YouTube. We're going to be having a lot more uh, video content created. So please go subscribe to YouTube. We'd love to build that community here. But the last video I did plug, or I did post, I should say, was our Sally House little 18-minute uh, video that we filmed when we took a break there at our time at the Sally House, kind of give an update for our then Patreon uh, subscribers. 
it's really interesting because at the 1616 mark on there, it there needs is to be looked at. There's something that needs to be looked at. Just look at the lower left hand corner while we're talking casually. Mike and I did not notice this orb, perhaps. Uh, we got some nice feedback on that clip, we did. Mike. And it is quite orbish like. Very orbish. And it's. Yeah. As longtime and listener not, and longtime yeah. listener and friend of the podcast, Pandora Blackthorn wrote, she says, yeah. I don't know, do. Do bugs just materialize out of nowhere? <laughs> because that's what, what this thing did. It just popped up on the screen and just, and it was, just go look at it. We want your idea of what the hell that thing was. So, But what I think oh God. and what I'm pretty sure oh Lord. what it was, because I really zoomed in close in it. Yes, you did. I did. And, and that was very interesting because I saw this very dark pair of very tiny sunglasses. And then I thought, oh, my God, it's Roy Orbison. Oh, my God. I was I got kind of excited. <laughs> Boy, was that an eye roll. I really wish I had a, a crickets a flipping <laughs> gong show sound bar right now. <laughs> well, I'm no Gene Gene, the dancing machine. Now, I want to know how many of our, loud. I want to know how many of our listeners know who the hell Roy Orbison was. Um, probably a lot more than I think. Uh, Angela Don, yes. if she's listening right now, she'll probably oh, yell at you me. you know. Yep. She'll yell at me. Hey, I, I'm really getting to like her a lot. She's got some great stuff on the Twitter. Oh, hell yeah. She's a lot of fun. We, have, You know what, Mike? <laughs> you know, we have some of the gre the greatest listeners out oh, there. Absolutely. We just love all you guys so much. Uh, yep. keep, keep interacting and, and the, with us. It's so much fun. Yeah, the two or three that interact with us, you know, they're fantastic. <laughs> we <laughs> no. can't thank you enough. Can't thank you. Yeah, that just all fantastic people. Okay, Mike. Getting back to the topic at hand here, one of the topics that we had covered again as the Ultra Roll Podcast was the idea of phantom ships or ghost ships or haunted ships. That's a whole other idea of ghosts of the sea altogether. But it's something mm -hmm. that's just as fascinating, just as creepy, just as eerie to me. It is. And, and when, you know, it's, it's something that you know is out there. And when we say ghost ships, we're not talking about the literal abandoned ghost ships because that's technically the definition. That's how the defin That's what it equates is when you say ghost ship, you're talking about like, um, again, an abandoned empty vessel that's floating out yeah. in the middle of the Pacific. And it's. And there have been ships like that have floated for oh, decades and then decades. they show up and. Yeah, it's it's it, and they'll go aboard and it, it's like things are there, like they just left and things like that. Yep, the sails are yeah. still set. You know, yeah, um, a lot of great stories like that. You know, the 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 log books are missing, the lifeboats mm -hmm. are missing, and but the ship is still fully intact. And it's like, what the hell happened? Um, yeah, pirates, perhaps the pirates doesn't yeah. really necessarily make sense. Um, you know, they've come up with a lot of theories and ideas, but all, all they can do is speculate, like. Uh, one story I think I heard was uh, uh, one ship was carrying gunpowder, and I they speculated that it, there might have been something critical that happened, that they were afraid it was going to blow up, and everybody yeah, left the ship, right. and they didn't get back. Something to that effect. Yeah. That's very similar to uh, – I did write this one down. That's very similar to the story of the SS Orang Medan Orang Medan. Yeah, it's very. It's, it's, I'm not saying orangutan or anything like that. It's an Orang Medan. Well, there's a joke there somewhere. Um, 
yeah, it's it's another one of those creepy, creepy stories where I, I'm gathering my thoughts here. I should have had the story written down, but I just wrote down the ship's name where the deceased found, when the ship was found, those on board were had all perished, obviously, but they all had what was described as a look of sheer terror frozen mm-hmm. on their faces. Mm-hmm. Now, some the reason that popped in my brain, Mike, because you mentioned the gunpowder. Now, this was saying that they were hauling, um, not nitroglycerin, was it? No, glycerin? Nitroglycerin? It couldn't have been, but it was some sort of dangerous um, artifact that some say may, may have uh, caused their demise. Others say it was alien invasion, alien abduction. Others say it was literally a haunted vessel. The spirits of whomever overtook these poor souls, who knows? But what is it with this look of terror on all their faces and frozen <laughs> on their faces? I don't know. Uh, Carol Channing was a stowaway, and she came out in the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> There's a name. Let's see how many listeners. <laughs> another know. reference. Oh my gosh! Oh, man. it'd be the same thing as like if Phyllis Diller was on the ship and came out as <laughs> came out trying to give those pirates a a, a show and <laughs> didn't quite. Well, you know how it. some of those warships usually they would have like a terrifying, intimidating like um, uh, structure on the very front of the bow. You know, that's over. Oh, sure, like the Viking ships have like the dragons <laughs> so on the front. And so you're saying they had like the face of Carol Shannon. <laughs> or- hello, Jolly. Well, hello, Jolly. It's so nice to see you once again. Or something like that. I don't know. Oh, my God. If anybody does know who she oh, is, look her up. <laughs> go look her up and imagine her. her <laughs> Uh, standing on the very front of the um, the bow of the ship. Yeah, go look it up or I'm going to start singing Hello, Dolly oh, again. Oh, my gosh. Yes, <laughs> that was pretty entertaining, though, Mike. That was pretty entertaining. <laughs> Thank you so it's much. It's so nice to have you back again. Oh, Lord, I'm starting <laughs> to sweat. Huh? What the hell? I got the meat sweats. <laughs> now, this is something I, that, I, that I had written down, Mike. The okay. idea, I said, Ghosts of the Sea, I have that written down. And then I say, as living memories slash dreams kept alive. Now, what I meant by that is it possible in your mind? And I could give my two cents about this as well. Is it possible that ghosts, I'm doing the air quote again, spirits, I'm doing the air quote again, can be, not saying that's what they all are, can be, manifested through the memories of the living. Mm. You know, there's, let's, again, let's go to the bereaved, perhaps. They're, they're recently departed. They are heartbroken. They're devastated. And for ho- however long they live through their memories, they bring their loved ones back. They experience them through their memories. Sure. Do those memories, can they be powerful enough to actually produce a physical manifestation known as a, air quote, ghost? I, yeah. The mind is something that we don't understand totally. 
And I mean, why not? It sounds like a, it sounds like a night gallery episode. I just, oh man, it's, it's some, I love throwing these mind benders your way, but I think that you're, well, we all know that you're open-minded to everything. I'm open-minded to everything. Sure. No matter how outrageous some of them, some of these ideas may seem, you have to think about it. You have to take every option you can, mm-hmm. decipher it, logically break it down, maybe not so logically break it down and make a decision well, for yourself. Yeah. I'm open-minded to anything and, Unless it's painful, but well, right, and then, and then and then I'll say no. That's where I but give out the safe word. It's good. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> I, I felt like we were lacking uh, in stupid humor. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's great. Oh, the our conversation with Chris Walken wasn't enough for you earlier. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, um, oh, I forgot so, about that one. <laughs> so the, but I do like the idea though of our memories being so so powerful and you still feel so close and attached to those who have passed on that maybe they can be, for lack of a better term, conjured into some sort of physical existence again. Even exactly. If, well, even if it's just well, like a shadow that walks past you that you see in the corner sure. of your eye. You know, Absolutely. That it, it, you, you give it the energy to, to exist. Right. It's, it, well, it's like a pre-pubescent child having poltergeist activity is that something that is created through the emotions and mind of that person or is it a a lot of people think so man a lot of people think so something we've discussed many times so i guess that's kind of uh, the idea where i'm getting that with again not all of them but with haunted ships phantom ships Mm -hmm. you know is the perhaps the the um mixture of the energy of those of deceased and maybe those who have lost loved ones out on the seas and their their minds those of the survivors are so affected that they somehow they and they can't let go that it's they're somehow creating this again physical manifestation apparition so to speak of this phantom ship that perhaps still sails the seas hmm. never ending yeah, I you know the energy that we put into things that uh, um, that can manifest, especially something so tragic and emotional and yeah. personal. Um, the phantom ship idea, to me, the idea of conjuring up the phantom ship idea is a little little much. But I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's not possible. But I right. definitely think it's possible the idea of conjuring up a spirit through your own mind your own memories you know exactly yeah i exactly i mean you know and but does that a totally different type of ghost altogether like if you have that's what i was just gonna say is it conjuring up the actual spirit of this person or is it a manifestation of a facsimile of it because it's just of the mind you know it's 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 uh there's a lot, there's a lot of questions there, but what is a spirit anyway? I mean, it's energy, <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, it's energy that we put out from our minds to manifest something like this, that, uh, if, if that's, what's being done from our emotions, our thoughts and everything, um, why can't that just be what it is? I mean, it's, it, it's either 
if it's uh, called a manifestation from your your mind or is it the real spirit i mean maybe there's no difference you know maybe it's you know but then it goes away from the the fact of if there's a, a ghost on this ship and you manifest something somewhere else you know is that another different being of that same ghost you know right yeah we kind of were explaining it better than i was well, but hell not not really but, but I, you know i got you on that I, one it's, it's just going back to that same question is all i did it's like see know, this is yeah. this is one of the selling points of the paranormal zone these shows are as live as you can possibly get without being live none of the stuff is ever edited basically ever i mean yeah. i think that we do a decent enough job mike and sometimes I just don't feel like going back and editing it. <laughs> I'm right. like, no, we, a, I think it's fine. That's a lot of work. We just leave it as it is. That's why sometimes we apologize if we seem like we're bumbling and stumbling. But I'm throwing this on Mike out of nowhere. I love doing that. And he bounces stuff back at me out of nowhere. And we're having a conversation off the cuff, literally and off the cuff. And so far, not making a whole lot of sense. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I think this one's been doing, I think this has been a great Yeah, no, there, well, there, there's just so many aspects of it you can discuss and so many angles and and how many angles do you want to put into it that you know yeah you know new theories that well maybe it's this i mean you could do this for a week without stopping you know i mean and yeah. just keep going you know i feel like i should have named this ghosts of the titanic but i have the image made so we're leaving it as ghosts of the sea which i think is it fits it's a better title than ghosts of the titanic sure. for this one but we're, i mean we were focusing on the titanic quite a bit and i'm going back to that because, you know, it, this isn't BS. This is news, what I'm about to say, uh, stuff that has been reported. Underwater vessels, you know, who are around the area of, in the vicinity of the Titanic, you know, submarines, not submersible, submarines now in the vicinity of the Titanic reporting like radio signal interference. Listen to this. Reporting, picking up SOS signals where they do not know the calls are coming from they cannot trace these sos signals the source of them at all what was the titanic sitting sending out the very first sos calls mike were sent out by the titanic they used to be called cqd they tried out sos for the first time on the titanic those mm. signals are still out in the ether somewhere they did oh they, yeah they oh. don't go away yeah and that's scientifically that's fact proven fact yeah i mean those signals are reaching other planets right now Mm -hmm. but what are the submarines picking up you know <laughs> i'm not necessarily saying these are sos calls from the titanic but what a thought what a yeah. thought would that not be mind-blowing if to this day they're still picking up the sos signals underwater that were sent out by the titanic and they're just bouncing around just bouncing <laughs> around or are they phantom sos exactly. calls mm. My head hurts. Mm, too much to think about. My head hurts. <laughs> there have been reports, including multiple times during James Cameron's own expeditions, the locales right above where the Titanic sank. They're right in the area where the Titanic sank. More than one occasion, Mike's, Mike, several mysterious floating Orbs are reported above the surface on the North Atlantic there, right where the Titanic went down. 
Now, are these some sort of weather phenomena that is no. easily explainable? We don't want to think it's that simple of an answer. They're not seen all the time. They're not seen on you know specific times where you can predict the next time you're going to see them. You know, as if it was caused by some sort of weather issue. But, but two different like times, a... two different expeditions. Hmm. James Cameron reported these orbs being reported, or are well, being and, seen, I should say. And if this, if these are seen, where maybe right where the Titanic went down, yeah. How many people that were in the water, floating in the water? How many, many, many were there that were dying? Floating in the water, right there. That's how most of them died. They, they you know, and froze. tragically, trauma. What was going through their minds? My God, the, the, you know, the, the the pain of freezing to death. The terror, the panic. I mean, the exactly. I mean, in the trauma of what you just went through mm -hmm. to get, you know, before you even got in the water. I mean, that energy. Why isn't that energy uh, uh, haunting their place of death like it does in a house or in a in a, an asylum or in a, you know, one hundred percent agree. Why wouldn't it, it's, it? It just it's just uh, to me it's a no brainer. And I've never thought about that before that there could be spirits or orbs or whatever on the surface of the water where the ship went down. Mm -hmm. But so many died there, mm -hmm. you know, as well as on the way down or, well, they didn't last long on their way down, but. Probably the majority of the people that died were there. Who knows? I, I don't know. And there's also another issue, and I, I feel like I shouldn't bring it up because I don't remember the exactly what happened. It wasn't necessarily a rainbow, but again, on two separate occasions, multiple witnesses on these uh, Russian dive missions, including Bill Paxton himself, because he went with James, and he went and he visited the, the Titanic, um, that's documented in the awesome film Ghosts of the Abyss, all of that. Um, what? It was another weather, I don't want to say weather phenomenon, but it was something that shouldn't have happened, and it happened twice. I, it was, and not an optical illusion, a sky, an appearance in the sky, not a rainbow. I, I apologize for not knowing the exactly what, exactly what happened again look it up please but it was something that shouldn't have happened and it profoundly moved those who had seen it both mm. times that they were visiting so it was like a rainbow but in with the colors and things yes it was some sort of light anomaly like on the horizon that shouldn't have it was unexplainable <laughs> and it happened multiple times i have an idea and a theory uh i'm almost afraid to bring it up but. no please lay it on me on late on us. It's not Carol it's, Channing again, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I've played that one out. <laughs> it's actually is one of Chip Coffee's scarves. Hey, that makes sense. Oh my gosh, that's a massive scarf. What the hell? I would I would love to have seen that. Maybe that's one yeah. massive scarf that all of his scarves have been made. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just clips off a few yards here and there. I, know. I think he has an entire house full of scarves, and that's it. I'm still gonna buy one. I, I I've seen them for sale, you know, on his like website or whatever. I need to get one. I have a couple other things I want to get to. Um, yeah, because we need to wrap it up here shortly. Oh yeah. But again, they're Titanic related. 
but overall absolutely related to the idea of ghosts of the sea. The first is a story, Mike. goes back to 1977. It's a brief little story. It's the story of 2nd Officer Leonard Bishop, 2nd Officer of the SS Winter Haven. While 2nd Officer on the SS Winter Haven, Leonard Bishop was giving a tour to passengers of the ship. At one point, he was giving a tour to one particular passenger. He described the passenger as being soft-spoken, um, having a British accent, and having an uncanny attention to detail. Asked a lot of questions, but he seemed to have a lot of knowledge about this, this ship. Um, Second Officer Bishop, proceeding with his tour, eventually finishing the tour for this passenger, he couldn't shake this odd feeling that he had about this passenger. There's something about him that he just couldn't put his finger on. Then years later... By chance, he was shown a picture of Titanic Captain Edward J. Smith, and he says, that's the man that I gave a tour mm. of, gave a tour to wow. on the SS Winterhaven. He still will know who he was, and the gentleman who showed him the picture says, that's impossible. That's Captain E.J. Smith, and he died on the Titanic in 1912. Mm. Just a story or something else to it? I love stories like that if it's just made up, but I don't know. I think that's one, cool. one of those things where he just, I would just love that to be true. You know, and I did a, a little bit of search on it. I didn't see anything that said it was a blatant, just fake story. That's all I can say about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I would love to think that it's true. But it, it just can't be corroborated, of course. Right, exactly. Unless I hunted that's down second officer Leonard Bishop, but right. who knows if he's even alive anymore. Now, a second side of a similar story, Mike, again related to the Titanic. One of the one of New York City's purported most haunted locales, most haunted hotels, is the Jane Street Hotel, which was it went by a different name back in 1908. But the Jane Street Hotel, located in Greenwich Village was where survivors of the Titanic passengers and crew stayed upon arriving in New York, and they stayed there until the American inquiry into the Titanic disaster was through. That hotel, to this day, is still allegedly one of the most haunted hotels in New York. People staying there claim to have seen and heard people who appear to be passengers of that era, I should say, you know, passengers of the Titanic, people dressed in that era, people claim to hear sobbing, claim to hear anguished crying. Mike, could this be the ghosts of those survivors who were traumatized with survivors' guilt? Well, yeah, you think of the survivors' guilt, and then you you think of how long after they went through this trauma did they have to stay in this place? You know, they had they couldn't oh, go weeks, anywhere. Weeks, weeks, weeks. They weren't allowed to go anywhere else. So it was weeks of of uh, trauma on top of trauma, and 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 just never being able to, I'm sure, come to grips with what they had been through. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the traumatic negative energy there would be. Just, it'd be unbelievable. So to me, that would 
to me, that would seem like a residual haunting, would it not? I mean, if these, because they're not staying there. They didn't die there. They right. eventually left, but yeah. they're their traumatized energy, their emotions have to have been, had yeah, to have been would, imprinted yeah. there. Yeah. It's just like imprinted. Yeah. That, that it would make sense as uh, being a, a residual. The sobbing anguish cries make sense because mm-hmm. what else could they have done? I mean, people staying there more than likely lost family members, you know, oh, and, sure. and again, there is such a thing as survivor's guilt. 100 mm-hmm percent uh, again if you're interested in the history of the titanic look into the, those who survived and the suicide rate of yeah. those survivors it's it's tragic it really is yeah mike i'm perusing through my notes mm. and it looks for the most part looks like for the most part we covered everything oh here we go i do want to ask you this though because we've mentioned this a few times I wrote down, ghosts exist on a different plane. Water simply isn't there. And what I mean by that, you know, like ghosts, they're not affected by the physical attributes of their environment or wherever they may be because they're not in that physical environment. Right. They aren't physical, period. I mean, no, they don't breathe to drown, you know. (laughs) Right. See, so, but I get I get frustrated though when I hear you know again the pseudo skeptics or or the cynics say like oh uh-huh, why would ghosts be underwater you know it just doesn't yeah. make any sense well no they're not underwater okay they're they're not they're yeah, in they're a just, completely different dimension of existence that's yeah. it's just a realm <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't mean to get so fired up but that's one of my pet peeves man. Yeah, I think the second time through my notes, it looks like we did cover most of the stuff, Mike. Do you believe in that? Or I shouldn't say believe. What do you think of my note that I wrote down of the criteria of a ghost dying violently, unexpectedly, and no burial? Oh, yeah, that that, that all fits. Uh, there's other things you could add into that. Uh, you know, like, well, like you, we talked about talked earlier about... Uh, not all ghosts, of, obviously. Not all ghosts. Oh, absolutely. And, you know the vast majority not you know i hope not right you know um uh but yeah it's uh very interesting you know a lot of questions a lot of uh a lot of theories and we're just throwing out stuff that pops off our little noggins you know and but uh there's a lot of facts out there too that uh if we knew them they would really freak us out <laughs> if we knew that i know yeah i know would we be would science be even scarier if it was somehow able to uh i don't know solidify well. what we already believe you know what you know mike would would that take some of the uh the so-called glean off of the fascination of, with the paranormal if it was scientifically proven that ghosts exist i mean but let's be mm. honest would that take some of the question. excitement away from it Sort of, or would it make well, it more it, exciting? It it would take the excitement of uh, trying to figure out the unknown. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like when you don't know, uh, you know, you can use your mind to make it as big as you want when it might be something that's really nothing. <laughs> you know, sure. and I'm not saying ghosts are nothing, but but boy, with our mind, we can... It's like when we're at the Sally house. I mean, if we let our minds go, we would 
could have been seeing all kinds of things. I mean, God, that's such a great point. <laughs> you know? That is such a great point. I still kick myself, Mike. And yeah, don't worry, we're wrapping it up here. It looks like you're getting yeah. jittery. So, <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm good. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Um, I'm still kicking myself though when we first pulled in there. I mean, you were so excited, and we get in there, and you're like, "Don't you feel that? Don't you feel that?" And I, I'm, just, I just go, "No." I mean, I wish I would have just let myself go. Yeah. I think, in hindsight, I think I was a little apprehensive. And I didn't necessarily want to start letting myself go. I didn't want to get freaked out by anything at yeah. that point. But now it's like, damn it, you bastard. Why didn't you just let yourself go? Because I was feeling excited just like you were, Mike. But I was like keeping yeah. it in intact or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, that's I, I, yeah, that's true. I, you know, not intact. You know, there's, time, the there's times when I'm like that at home here even. It's like, like when I get up in the middle of the night, which I do many times during the night, every night. You know, I'll go out in the kitchen to, you know, get something to drink or whatever. And it's it's so quiet, you know, and uh, I'll turn the radio on in the kitchen because it's like, I don't want to hear anything. Oh, right I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually do that. And I, I, I did that last night and, you know, and I've been doing it more lately. But, you know, it's like there's times when I just have it dead silent. I'm making a piece of toast or something at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, it's like you need I'm listening. Something. I'm listening, you know, you know, and you know, you know, a lot of times it's nothing. There's nothing there. I don't hear anything. But then there's those times where it's like I don't even want to try and hear anything. I just want to go have some toast or have something to drink, and I'm going back to bed. <laughs> so, Damn, that's so that's some that's so know. interesting to me. Maybe maybe one of those moments when you feel like that. Maybe that's one of those times you should turn on the digital recorder. If there's yeah. Like, Leave it on yeah. the table and just like say, hmm, you never know. I don't know. Maybe there's something that's causing you to feel like that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be. Hmm. So how are you gonna hmm. be how are you gonna handle the Velisca house? Oh, I, it's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. I won't yeah, I won't lie about that. Um there's gonna I'll probably have some emotional moments there, but it it'll be great though. I mean, it's every bit of it will be worth it, especially getting you in the attic and just holding my knee against the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Mike, we, we need to get some, while, while we have everything recording, obviously we need to get another viable and reliable working set of good quality walkie talkies. Yeah. One of yeah. us up in the attic by ourselves, the other one, yep. I don't know, down outside in the barn or downstairs or something and keep in touch. I want, we both maybe need locked to in the that. car. <laughs> in the safety security of the car oh yeah. man you know when we go there I, that might be a time where i feel like i need to take some sort of protective device <laughs> you know i'm not hey. talking i'm not talking like a, a a violent to protect the device i'm talking about something personal like a yeah you know, and i hope you're not talking about condoms either not Jeez. that either no 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 of course <laughs> not. no get your mind out of the gutter there and get your mind out of the gutter no, I, I didn't, you know, like even though yeah, I, I thought it was just me, you and I go, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I'm not talking just as an example, like I'll take a vial of holy water with or something, you know what I mean? I, anything. I don't know. I feel like sure. I might need well, to take some. Do you still have those crystals that I gave you? I have all yeah. mine. I brought them to the Sally house. Damn. Yep. I might, so. I might have to do that as well. Well, Mike, any final thoughts on this? This, I know it's a, it's, um, it's, <laughs> It's a large subject. With it's a, a lot. vast ocean. That's a oh, yeah, literally, it's a vast ocean of possibilities, and 
ideas, theories, beliefs, non-beliefs. I mean, what is going on? There has to be energy trapped in there. There has to be energy that not isn't necessarily trapped, obviously. I mean, it's the largest portion of the earth by far is the ocean. By far. How many thousands, potentially millions, have perished on the ocean? There mm-hmm. has to be some sort of energy, Mike, that, that is still there. And what form yeah. that energy takes, we don't know necessarily, but I think something's going on in several different places, if not the entire ocean. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. Now, it's, after you know, this episode, do you want to go for a cruise? <laughs> go for a cruise? <laughs> well, you want I'd to, like to go for a good Norwegian cruise. You want to hop on the... Um, check out the fjords. The Oasis of the Seas, those, those <laughs> ships that are like the size of a small town. Well, uh, yeah. I tell you, I, it was hard enough for me. Well, it was not that it was really hard, but it's there. I had some uncomfortable moments of looking out the plane and looking down and just as far as you can see, even up in a plane, all you saw was ocean water, like oh. flying over the ocean. It was just it's intimidating. You know, that the thought of that is like, boy, there's this is this is just a, a plane. This is just metal flying in the air, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the middle of nowhere for oh my god huh yeah it's it's crazy yep. so being on the ocean would be bad too i don't know i just i, can, I have no desire i could handle being on a ship way easier than flying over the ocean i'm yeah. i'm just well, ter- i'm terrified of flying i've done it once oh, and I, was, I love to fly i was I, basically forced to do it and i don't ever want to do it again even though if i want to travel the world i have to uh, there's places I want to yeah. see. There's places you want to yeah. see. There's places Bridget and I want to go so bad, but you have to fly. Some rules you can only fly. <sighs> maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll finally, in our lifetime, develop some sort of teleportation device where I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be broken down into nothingness <laughs> and then reanimated across the sea. <laughs> and then end up being Patrick Fly. <laughs> Patrick Fly, exactly. Or like, uh, yeah, or. <laughs> Or like President Scroob in the Spaceballs with my ass backwards. He'll be on the front now. Uh, Anyways, Mike, this has been a great discussion. Thank you for making this work, buddy. Um, We do need to make time, and we will. We're going to do some uh, YouTube Fast Track episodes and a YouTube exclusive episode as well. We're just not going to get around to it tonight. Um, Let's keep in touch, Mike. We have to film something very very soon because believe it or not people like seeing us on youtube yeah so. well and pay more power to them <laughs> i think that's great that's awesome yeah. well this has been a fascinating discussion thank you again mike thank you all for tuning in again go check out our youtube page and subscribe let's help the paranomaly zone youtube community grow mike and we got some great guests coming up remember awesome guests coming up uh the podcast is just beginning boys and girls mike Until next time, what to our family, friends, Paranomaly Zone? Hmm. Loved ones. Loved ones. There you go. What do they (laughs) need to do? Peace out.